Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. So late last night, early Wednesday morning, Sixers make, uh, I don't know if you can call it necessarily a blockbuster trade, uh, because Tobias Harris isn't a, a star or a superstar per se, but a pretty big trade. Um, for this organization as they move forward in 2019 throughout the rest of this season and into the future. Sixers get Tobias Harris, who is a very good player, just talking with Ike and Andrew Porter here in the hallway, you know, probably top 30 player in the league, Um, a 3-4 type guy, more of a power forward. That's where he'll play uh, at least the the bulk of his minutes here. He's probably going to start at the four for the Sixers, but a good all-around player, good defender, uh, having a really good year shooting the ball, having his best year in the NBA. Um, He comes over from the Clippers after being moved as the primary piece that went back to the Clippers last year in the deal for Blake Griffin. So the Sixers get him, who, you know, I think Tobias Harris is going to help this team a lot. It really fills out this starting five, where before you're starting Wilson Chandler at the four, who, you know, and we'll get into Wilson Chandler a little bit as we go on and really break down all the specifics of the trade. But Wilson Chandler is just a body. You know, he's nothing special. He's a guy who makes some shots every now and then. He'll play, you know, standard average defense, but he's nothing special. Um, and when he's out, Mike Muscala starting at the four. Again, we'll talk more about what the Sixers lose by trading Mike Muscala. But Tobias Harris over Wilson Chandler and Mike Muscala, you are talking about a massive, massive, significant upgrade. And, you know, now the Sixers, when you look at what this team's going to look like uh, going forward, just with the Harris aspect of the deal, as I said, we'll get into the other aspects of the deal as we go forth, what it means As the trade deadline hits on Thursday, what the Sixers could look to do and look to add as they move forward the rest of the year. But when you just look at the addition of Tobias Harris and what he provides this starting lineup, you can now make the argument, you can make a legitimate argument that aside from the Golden State Warriors, this is the best starting five in the NBA. And I'm not sure I'm ready to just say that flat out. But when you look at a starting lineup, which is projected to be Ben Simmons, J.J. Redick, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid, other than Golden State, I'm not seeing another starting five in the NBA that I'd rather have than that starting five. And, you know, when you look at the postseason and the fact that rotations get shortened up, starters play more minutes. That's an incredibly important thing to have. I mean, the Sixers, without a doubt, they still lack depth. And when you look at who else they got in this trade, they get Boban Marjanovic, who Boban's like this internet sensation, um, you know, good personality, good locker room guy. And, you know, I think Boban's going to help this team. You know, people look at him as a novelty And it's easy to understand why when you look at him and the way he acts, kind of acts like a clown, Um, uh, you know, a a good personality, good, fun personality. But this guy provides the Sixers something that they were lacking. You know, 
when you watch the Sixers this year, when Joel Embiid would come out of the game, they had no rim protection. I mean, they're playing guys like Mike Muscala, a guy like Jonah Bolden who's gotten better. I like Jonah Bolden, and I think Jonah Bolden's role is going to increase here as, as they go forward. You know, losing Muscala and Chandler, Jonah Bolden could play more minutes, and I like Jonah Bolden, but you needed a legitimate rim protector to anchor that second unit defensively, and I think Boban Marjanovic can do that. He's not a guy who's going to play a ton of minutes because of his size, but he should be able to take the bulk of the minutes at that center position when Joel Embiid's not in the game, and he's not going to give you much offensively. He'll give you his putbacks. Um... Hopefully he can create some second chance opportunities. Good shooter from the line. Porter just told me I wasn't filled in on this. Porter just told me he's an 80% free throw shooter. I didn't know that. But, you know, he's a guy who's going to give you rim protection. It's going to be very difficult for guys to to score on him inside. And it's going to be very difficult in general for teams to score on the Sixers in the paint with Joel Embiid and Boban pretty much in there at all times. And I'm looking forward to see what this team can do defensively. The other guy they get is Mike Scott, who's a kind of a stretch four type player who can knock down some threes. Um, nothing really special there, but he's a guy who's going to add to the rotation. A guy the Sixers will add to the rotation here in the, the front court. And a guy who will who will fill in and kind of fit that fit that stretch for kind of help fill I feel with Jonah Bolden fill in that Mike Muscala type role. You know the things that Mike Muscala gave you I think is kind of what you're going to be looking to get from the combination of Mike Mike Scott and Jonah Bolden, which I think the Sixers are going to be able to uh, to do with those guys, and I think Jonah Bolden. The, the 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 way that he has evolved this year, the progress that he has made this year, I think makes the Sixers a little more at ease doing this trade. I mean, Harris will obviously play a bulk of the minutes at that spot. But Jonah Bolden, the way he has really grown and looked fluid offensively, the way he has grown as a three-point shooter, confidently stepping into three-point shots, knocking down three-point shots, it mitigates the things that you lose with a guy like a Mike Muscala, who you relied on as a three-point specialist in the front court. So that's, you know, when you look at the guys that the Sixers got, Scott and Boban, they will fill roles, but obviously Tobias Harris, the main part of this trade. And I think Tobias Harris is really going to help this team going forward here. You look at what the Sixers lose, um, a multitude of draft picks, which they gave up a lot, no doubt about it. Um, losing that 2021 unprotected heat pick is rough because that's a very valuable pick. But you look at, you know, and this is why people need to understand value in the NBA. And that's why you need to understand why the Sixers draft night trade. And I know a lot of people really liked Michael Bridges here. And, and, and you know, I think he's a guy who would help this team, especially with what they needed. But let's face it. Michael Bridges was overrated in Philadelphia because he went to Villanova. I mean, let's be honest. He's a role player in this league. And the fact that the Sixers were able to move down five spots, get a guy like Zaire Smith, who they feel is a um, comparable player to 
Michael Bridges. Obviously, Smith hasn't played yet. Hopefully, he's on the way back and will be back soon because with the way the Sixers are, they could really use him as a guy they could add to their rotation as they head into the postseason. And hopefully, that ends up being the case. But the fact that they were able to move down just five or six spots, I forget exactly what it is, and pick up that 2021 unprotected heat pick, which was such a high value, was a no-brainer trade. And people were saying that was a bad trade, don't know what they're talking about. That was a genius trade by, by the Sixers that night. Genius trade. And that enabled them to be the main piece in picking up a guy, an all-star caliber player, like a Tobias Harris. And that was a great job of the Sixers understanding value at the time and converting that value into something that helps them this year and hopefully beyond. As far as the other things they gave up in the trade, um, as we talked about, they gave up Chandler, who I don't think that's a big loss, especially with what you replaced him with. Um, Certainly an upgrade. Wilson Chandler was nothing special. I was uh, not impressed by Wilson Chandler this season. Um, You trade Muscala, who he's just average. Muscala I've liked a lot more earlier in the year. Kind of come down to earth. As it will with shooters, they're going to go through periods where they're, they're, you know, playing well and, and not playing as well. You know, where they're hitting shots, not hitting shots. Chan, uh, Muscala had had not been hitting threes at the same frequency yet earlier on. As we said, was when he was in at the, at the five, was not a rim protector. Teams were beating the Sixers up down low. And I think the combination of Bolden and Mike Scott will be fine in replacing what you lose in Muscala. The only guy of consequence from the Sixers roster that they gave up, and it kind of hurts, is Landry Shamit. I came to like Landry Shamit. Um, he was a productive player in his rookie year, a guy that looks like he has potential, um, was becoming a better defender, three-point specialist, could really sh- uh, shoot, the, shoot the ball. And it's a guy the Sixers are going to miss. But hey, when Landry Shamit, when you're making a trade to get a guy like Tobias Harris, and Landry Shamit is the best player you have to give up, That's a good deal. And when you look at the two main pieces of the trade, this was a byproduct of the Sixers managing last year's draft perfectly. The Sixers gained the ammunition to make this trade last year on draft night. Bottom line, the two main things that went to Los Angeles in this deal, the 2021 Heat Unprotected pick, which they acquired from moving down a few spots on draft night for Michael Bridges, and Landry Shamit, who they picked up late in the first round. And, you know, you look at this draft and how it was managed in comparison to the previous drafts managed by the the um, the so-called genius, turns out to be, uh, you know, a total buffoon, Brian Colangelo, night and day. Brian Colangelo passed on, what, Josh Hart and, and a couple other guys for Andres Pesegnis, who we're never going to see this guy. You know, Brian Colangelo, I know what he's doing. The way the Sixers managed this draft was flawless. And this, the, the ammunition that they gained to get a guy like Tobias Harris, they gained all that, almost all that ammunition back on draft night and making smart trades 
smart signings in the offseason, getting guys on expiring deals that they could potentially move down the line. And it's a good job by the front office. And is it a bit of a risk considering Tobias Harris is going in to free agency? Yeah, it is. It is a risk. And there's no doubt about that. Uh, but it, it's you got to take risks sometimes. You got to take risks. And I really admire the way that Elton Brand has stepped into this job fearlessly. Absolutely fearless. Elton Brand, a lot of a lot of people in sports management are scared to take chances. They're scared to take risks. The way Elton Brand has stepped into this job and immediately said, hey, we're going to take a risk and go get Jimmy Butler. We're going to take a risk and go get Tobias Harris with no guarantees that either of these guys are going to be here beyond this year. Whether you agree with it or disagree with it, you got to admire it. You got to admire the guts. You got to admire the onions of Elton Brand to go out and make these moves and say, hey, we're going for this now. We're not going to wait around. We're not going to, you know, do the Stan Pat thing and wait and hopefully somebody will pick us in free agency. No, we're going to go out and we are going to go for this thing now. Hopefully it works and hopefully we can resign these guys. Is there any guarantee it's going to work? No, it could blow up. And the Sixers could be left after this year. You know, the doomsday scenario. You go to the playoffs. They're not losing the first round. But you go to the playoffs. You know, in the second round, you're either going to see Toronto, Milwaukee, or Boston. The doomsday scenario is you lose to one of those teams in the second round. Jimmy Butler leaves. Tobias Harris leaves. And you're left with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. And you've given up Rocco. You've given up Dario. You've given up Shamit. You're giving up the 2021 Heat unprotected pick. And you're back at square one where you just have Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and you need to build around them. That is a risk. There's no doubt that is a risk. But if you're scared to take chances, if you're scared to take risks, a lot of times your window will close without it ever truly being open. The Sixers are kicking the door down here. And I admire it. And when you look forward now, into the offseason. What I find interesting about this is I have really come over the last couple weeks here that I'm kind of sour on Jimmy Butler. I'm not going to lie. I don't like all the antics. I was um, frustrated. I was concerned when the news came out about him going off in a film session in Portland. Uh, you know, Last night, he he leaves, doesn't speak to the media. I don't know what Jimmy Butler's deal is. I haven't liked what I've seen on the floor. He has not been aggressive enough offensively. He doesn't seem engaged all the time. I'm kind of down on Jimmy Butler. But the Sixers were in a situation before making this deal where I feel like they kind of had pressure to, like, we have to re-sign Jimmy Butler because if we don't and we let him walk, we gave up Covington, we gave up Dario for nothing. And that would be bad optics for this team. What I think they do by acquiring Tobias Harris is I think they give themselves an out on Jimmy Butler. If they don't want to re-sign Jimmy Butler, I don't think they have to anymore. Because I think, you know, the way Tobias Harris character-wise is from what you hear, the way he should be a fit on the court, we don't won't know until we actually see it, but the way he should fit, 
I think the Sixers have a very good opportunity to re-sign Tobias Harris. And if you re-sign Tobias Harris, I think that frees you up to if you don't want to give Jimmy Butler a big deal, if you're not sold on Jimmy Butler, where you can let him walk now. And still have three guys in Ben, Joe, and Harris to build around moving forward. And then, you know, if you let Jimmy Butler go, you renounce the rights to J.J. Redick, you'll have around $40 million to go elsewhere and play with. And obviously the guy I'd love the Sixers to go get, who I've always thought is the perfect fit here with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, is Clay Thompson. I don't think you're going to get Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson probably stays in Golden State, and if he doesn't stay in Golden State, I think he would probably go to the Lakers. So I don't think Clay Thompson is a guy you're going to get. But, you know, there are a lot of free agents out there. The Sixers could do a lot with $40 million if they decide they don't want to re-sign Jimmy Butler or Jimmy Butler doesn't want to come back here. So I think that this is a very useful, a very useful deal for the Sixers in that regard where it doesn't kind of lock you in on Jimmy Butler. Because I'm not sold on Jimmy Butler. Now, as far as what the Sixers are going to do going forward, and I'm actually recording as this news just comes through, Sixers acquire Malachi Richardson, Toronto's 2022 second-round pick, and the draft rights to Amir, you know, some foreign guy, in exchange for cash considerations. That's, you know, Malachi Richardson is a wing player who may be a part of the rotation. We'll see. I don't think that's really anything significant. But a guy I'd look at now, when you look at moving forward, you know, the Sixers, where they are, when you look at the rest of this season, as I said, Butler, I don't think it it locks you in. If it works in the postseason, you could potentially bring Butler back. But we won't know that till the postseason. When you look at the rest of this season, though, this team is not complete. Richardson, I don't think, is going to be a player of consequence. But a guy I would want, really want the Sixers to bring in who they've apparently inquired on and has been talked about is Wesley Matthews. He's with the Knicks now, was moved in the Porzingis trade. If he gets bought out, which there's a decent chance would happen, he'd be a perfect fit to come here on the wing. Because right now, the Sixers are kind of stacked in the front court with Boban and Bolden and Scott off the bench. They need help in the backcourt. They need help shooting. They need help defending on the wing. I think Wesley Matthews would really help you in that regard. TJ's your backup point guard. Hopefully he gets Iyer Smith back. Richardson hopefully could play a role, but you don't have much elsewhere. But if you bring Wesley Matthews in, I think that would be a good fit. So in the end, I like the trade. I think it gives the Sixers, obviously, a much better chance to win the East this year. And it also helps them down the line because I think there is a great chance for them to re-sign Tobias Harris. Don't think it makes it as dire to re-sign Jimmy Butler. So in the end, I like the trade. I think it's interesting. And the Sixers make news again. That'll do it for this episode of Trash Talk with TK. Special Sixers edition. Wanted to talk about the trade. Wanted to give you my thoughts. You can find me on Twitter at TommyKelly44. As we go forward, Sixers getting Tobias Harris. I'm pumped up. I'll talk to you guys next time. See you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.